Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host Mike Lepree, here with my co-host Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 86 of Screwball, and we are still in the midst of the 2021 World Series. Uh, so, a little bit more of a quick update episode on the status of the World Series, some news around baseball, and where we think the World Series will end up now that we are looking at Game 6 and 7, or possibly Game 7, I should say. So, we are going to, before we recap kind of the first five games of the World Series, we're going to go into just some news around baseball. Uh, there's one kind of big piece of news uh, shaping up for one of the, two of the teams really in the in the league. Um, so, as we did the last two weeks here or so during the playoffs, I'll let Frank handle the news segment of the show. So we'll see what's been going on around baseball while the world series has been taking place. Yeah. You know, a couple, um, the news has been relatively slow over the last couple of weeks, but a couple of things have uh, trickled in this week. Puo said he plans on coming back. His time to retire is not now. He said he, uh, was down in Dominican playing in the Dominican winter league. And he had a walk off infield single yesterday course but his plan is to continue playing so that's pretty exciting for a guy it's about 150 rbis away from the record and about 60 away from i think babe ruth's or 50 from second place from babe ruth mm-hmm. um so that's pretty exciting uh we have kyle seager expect to hit the free agency free agency as uh mariners have kind of uh rumors have flown that they ain't gonna sign him back which is kind of expected but that's kind of been confirmed at this point uh, we had um, Jerry Remy for the Boston Red Sox passed away uh, after his battle with, I believe, cancer. But a player in the past and um, kind of big part of the Red Sox kind of history, you know, kind of their uh, Vince Scully, essentially. He's been yeah. with the Red Sox, the voice of the Red Sox for a long time. So uh, that was a, a tough one for uh, Boston fans and uh, baseball fans. Sure. And uh, a couple other things we have here. The Mets GM search continues. They've asked, I think, everybody. I think about in a week or so, they'll be sending me and Mike an email to see if we want the job. <laughs> They've asked everybody. Everyone's turned it down. No yeah. organization letting their guys go there. Uh, so that's become kind of a mess at this point. No surprise. The Mets seem to find themselves intertwined with uh, that garbage all the time. Yeah. And then to two pieces of news that go kind of with the World Series – we have Granke became the first pitcher to pinch hit in the World Series since 1923. Mm. Yeah, of course, he got a hit. Yeah, I think he's two for two in the playoffs. Yeah, something like that. Two for two or two for three. Yeah. So that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became the first. Also became the first pitcher to hit not hit ninth in the World Series since, of course, Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. When Babe yep. Ruth hit sixth in the World Series with the Red Sox. Because of course he did. Because that's what he does. <laughs> um, the other piece of news related to the World Series and the teams, is Dusty Baker. He is unsigned for next year. And we kind of mentioned it already, but, you know, with the series being 3-2 to two in Atlanta, is Houston actually waiting for the series to end? Like, oh, we win, he's back. If he loses, see you later. Hmm. They're actually going to do that. It's kind of kind of looking that way. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Yep. But um, there's some things to, you know, look, look at. Uh, 
you know, going forward, as some of our news that's kind of been going around baseball. Like I said, it's not a bunch, but, you know, just some things to definitely take note of. Yeah, well, I mean, in the case of Dusty Baker, I mean, I think it would be dumb of the Astros not to bring him back anyway. A guy that really weathered the storm of the Astros cheating scandal and weathered it pretty well, uh, handled the players well. Uh, I think that the fans feel a little rejuvenated with a guy like him. And I don't think you could have had anyone step into the role like Dusty did. And I don't know if that garners him another uh, few years or so or what, but I I think that uh, World Series appearance following everything that the the organization is going through to, you know, on their own accord, you know, this didn't just happen to them. They did it to themselves. Um, But to have someone do that for them, I I think that is pretty commendable. If you're within the organization, I think that you got to give Dusty Baker, you know, his, his due there. Um, So I think he should come back regardless, but that's probably exactly what's happening. Waiting to see uh, what's going to happen. Obviously there wouldn't be negotiating during the world series. It'd be pretty stupid. So, We'll see what happens there. Albert Pujols uh, retiring, uh, not retiring. I mean, <laughs> makes sense. He's still got value. And if the DH does actually come to the uh, National League next year for the the CBA agreements, it makes all the more sense. The guy would be, I think, a great DH to a team at this point. You could have him slotted into the DH role every day, or at least have him in a platoon role. Against or, or, lefties, for sure. He batted three hundred this year, two ninety nine. I think against lefties this year. Yeah, so he's still got a lot of value. He's still got power. Um, and I think he could find a home with, with a lot of teams, uh, especially with that DH maybe being implemented. The only thing, um, I don't think you said it, but uh, the only other thing was Bob Melvin being introduced as the new Padres manager, which, you know, that makes a big difference to the Padres, I think. I think that brings a big-time, big-time difference to that team, and I think it b- brings a big-time change to the A's as well because the Padres needed leadership like that. They got it. And now the A's are without kind of the guy that kind of, I feel like, kind of gelled that team together. I think that that's a big blow to the A's. I don't know what you're kind yeah, of thinking uh, about Bob that. Yeah, Melvin's a good manager. Uh, kind of been the face of the A's organization-wise for a while now. But uh, the A's in Oakland are in a terrible spot. The ownership has really almost turned against the fans in hope of MLB helping them to build a stadium in Oakland. Seems to not be the reason, you know, not the case. Fans are upset. Owners upset. MLB is upset. So the A's are just in a bad spot, and they're expected to cut payroll even farther, which is why they decided to let Bob Melvin go look for a new job because he was, you know, worth four million dollars or so a year, you know, whatever exactly it was. So they're trying to save money every everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of players. Arbitration numbers are going to go up. Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Sean Manaya. Chris Bassett, you know, and there's a couple of free agents they have too. So, you know, this that team's in a really bad spot. Yeah. Uh, for a team that had a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, expect the A's to kind of be big names and maybe some trade markets. Yeah. You know, uh, I can see Matt Chapman and Matt Olson both being traded because they don't want to pay anything. Mm-hmm. They're literally cutting every, everything. So, um, it's going to be kind of a mess over there. And you could blame kind of a little bit of everybody there. The city itself the organization, the MLB. Not the fans. You can't blame the fans. No. Um, or the players. Mm-mm. But you can kind of blame everybody else. So that's a mess over there. It's a shame. It's a good organization. Uh, a great fan base. And had a really good team. You could have told me over the last four years, the A's 
any one of those years could have won the World Series or won the World Series, and I would have been like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see what happens, but uh, definitely not trending in the right direction for the A's. No, and on the flip side of it, the Padres are in the complete other direction with an up-and-coming team like that. Now you kind of got, in my opinion, one of the best managers in baseball that you could get who could, in his own way, like I talked about with Dusty Baker, weathering a storm with the Astros in, in a way, this guy's going to weather a storm where you're the Padres team coming in thinking you you got a real shot at winning the NL West and you don't even make the playoffs. And now you bring in Bob Melvin, you're going to have a new pitching coach. I don't know if they already hired for the pitching coach, but so things are looking good for the Padres just in that regard, and I'm sure they'll make some even minor acquisitions to tweak the team this year. And we'll see where they end up, but a uh, lot to like if you're a San Diego fan. But if you're on the other side of the California team in Oakland, then, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of question marks and a lot of worries uh, because the A's have been here before where they start trading and cleaning up shop, you know, with some of these guys. So that remains to be seen, but, uh, you know, it, it can't be good if Bob Melvin's walking out the door, you know. So uh, with that... I don't know if you have any last thoughts on that before we get into the World Series, but it's uh, looking good for the Padres if there's any positive to get out of it, you know? Yeah, I don't have much else. Uh, Padres get a good hire and see if they can he can kind of uh, steer them in the direction they, sh- they should be because they have some of the most talent you're ever going to see. Sure. It's a team that should be you know in the playoffs every year and deep in the playoffs pretty much every year. So we'll see. I'm sure he can get the most out of uh, a lot of those guys. So uh, to move on to the World Series here, uh, get a little update on that. It is still not over as of recording this. Uh, by the time this goes up, if uh, the Braves win game six, then the World Series will be over. So with that, obviously, uh, if you haven't been following, the Braves are up three to two. They split two games, one to one at Houston, and then came back and won two in a row at Atlanta with the Astros then winning game five to force a game six. So the, get, the series is going back to Houston. As of recording this, it's a travel day, so we won't see anything until Tuesday. Uh, by the time this goes up, we'll either have a World Series winner or a game, an exciting Game 7 to look forward to, uh, where I don't even believe that there is a set pitching matchup in a hypothetical Game 7, where I believe Game 6 is what? Uh, I get, believe Game 6 is Max Fried and uh, Luis Garcia. I believe is it's it? Luis Garcia, but I don't think they officially announced him yet. Okay. I don't think. Yeah, so uh, just to recap a little bit of what's going on, uh, the, the series started with a bang in Game 1 with Jorge Soler. It was the first leadoff home run in World Series history or something like that. Oh, first pitch, I think. Yeah, so that was obviously pretty cool. I believe, what, did it, uh, the Astros won that game, or did Atlanta, Atlanta won that game? Atlanta won Game 1. And then Astros <laughs> came back and won and salvaged a Game 2 to split uh, at home. And like I said, then Atlanta, uh, on the back of very good pitching like we kind of predicted coming into the series, you know, took two games in a row, almost having a combined no-hitter in one of the games, which would have been obviously historic for a World Series, even if it is a combined no-hitter. So uh, Astros are in trouble. Uh, They definitely gained some momentum back uh, with then a rest day to kind of curb the Braves' uh, hot hand they've had at home. I believe that was the first game that the Braves even lost at home this postseason, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so that kind of, I think the the advantage of the off day kind of helps the Astros a little bit because they gained a little momentum back, but I think that the Braves are in, when they're, you know, being up three to one, I think they're in too good of a position, uh, at this point. And if Max Fried puts in a performance that he can, and he has shown in the, in the past during the season, I think that the series could be all but over by the time this episode goes live. 
yeah, uh, Braves continue doing what they've been doing. Jumping on teams early. Their pitching has been pretty good. The bullpen's been great. Uh, their hitting has come up with some big hits when they need it. They're running the bases still. They're just kind of continuing what they've been doing all postseason here. Uh, the Astros' hitting has slumped. Their mm-hmm. pitching has pitched okay, but they've been slumping. That's where they've really been beating teams in the postseason here is their offense and their defense. And their offense is slumped, so that obviously leaves mediocre pitching, great defense, and not great hitting. Obviously, it's why you get yourself in a hole here. Yeah. But take a wake up the bats. This series is going to go seven, and it can get, you know, the way I always put it is the game, the team who brings it to game seven is the team who wins game seven. Yeah, it's usually you got the advantage. So, game six is a big game. Game three was not the big ruckus game that we kind of predicted. No. Uh, game four was a little bit closer. Game five yesterday, I think, was more of the big ruckus game. Mm-hmm. Early grand slam, and the Astros chipped away. Braves kind of went silent the rest of the game. Had guys on, but just couldn't get them in. The Astros really exploded, and it was a high-scoring game. Um, when in Atlanta, up point out in the first inning, you think it's all but over. Yeah, especially so. when they're already up 3-1 to one, or three to one in the series, you know, so... Um, you like your you like your chances, especially when you haven't lost a game at home in the postseason. Everything was floating the Braves' way in that game, yeah. and the Astros fought. So credit to them. Yeah, and then to go back to you know Game Four, which was impressive. Um, Braves were kind of down and out. Dansby Swanson steps up, home run, right field, you know ties the game up, two two, and then Horace Slayer comes in with a pinch hit home run. Now, Jordan Alvarez almost robs, makes a great play, runs mm-hmm. on the fence full speed, and, and, and takes the lead. Back-to-back home runs. Corey Soler being the first player ever to hit a leadoff home run and a pinch home run in the same World Series. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, but that was incredible. That was, it was incredible to see the back-to-back home runs. In, in an instant, you're, you know, you're in the Astros, you're on the offensive. And really, even though it was a 2-1 game, you felt like you were pretty much in control. And then a relief pitcher who's been really good comes in and gives two home runs right off the rip, and you're losing. And it's like, so, whoa. That was that was incredible. Late in the game, seventh inning, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All of a sudden, now the Braves' bullpen swings into action to get the big guys out there. And obviously, they've been on softball this year. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, it's like this game's all but over. And it was. Hmm. Um, Eddie Rosario made a great play that game. Mm-hmm. Snuck, stuck his glove out. Snagged it right at the wall. That was a great game. Game four was, was a very, a very exciting game. And game five was a little bit more... Offense, but it was also a good game. So game four, game five, um, I think is going to be more what we're expecting in the next two games or the next game, possibly two games. Yeah. Uh, game mm-hmm. three, I don't think we're going to see another real pitching duel game like that. Maybe a little low scoring, but I think it's going to be guys on base and just getting out of it. Yeah. I think game game four and game five are a little bit closer to what we're going to see um, in game six and possibly game seven. Yeah, it was. It's it's been a good series. You've seen a little bit of every type of baseball. Mm-hmm. Pitching duels, offensive shootouts, uh, heroics, comebacks, great defense, big hits. You've seen stolen bases, great defense. A little bit, a little bit of everything. Bullpen games, starters going late in the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen a little bit of all today's baseball and some old baseball mm-hmm. pop up in the series, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I think that, like you said, game three being a what was it two nothing was the final score of that game. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. After a late home run by Darno, I think, uh, kind of gave him a little bit of breathing room. Uh, yeah, you're not going to see anything like that, but 
Uh, the offense for the Astros looks to be primed and ready to go, especially coming back to Houston. Um, their hitting stats are always better at home for them. Whether you want to attribute that to the trash cans or not, you could. Uh, but And the Braves' offense has done enough in the series. Um, I don't think that they've necessarily been slumping, but I don't think they've necessarily had their um, their big coming out party yet. I think that the Grand Slam definitely helped them in the last game. Um, their, their big thing you're going to look at is, yes, they're going to Houston. Yes, Houston, which we said, their big disadvantage was going to go to the National League. Mm-hmm. Because what do they do with defense? Now they're coming back to their home. They have a DH. Atlanta's built for a DH. Oh, yeah. Now Solaire could be in that lineup. Or however you want to do it. Yeah, you could somehow Jock Peterson or, or whatever you want to do there. Now, Atlanta is an offensive problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I think Atlanta takes it game six. I really do. I think Max Fried has been pitching not great of the last two or three starts. But before that, he had a 15 in a row that he was dominant. And here's a guy that's just really good. He Agreed. just knows the art of pitching and doesn't seem to get rattled. Kind of has that Oakland A's years ago, Sonny Gray against Justin Verlander, the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> where it was like, who's this young guy dealing against Verlander twice on his up-and-coming A's team against this Detroit powerhouse? Max Reed's got that, where it's like, this guy doesn't care. He's just, he's just zoned in, ice cold, ready to roll. And then he, Braves just have these guys in their team that just come up with these hits a whole team of them. Mm-hmm. There's a whole team of guys that are like, I mean, this guy could be the hero. Yep. Slow, smaller name guy. You're like, where did he? How was? How did he just do this? And he did it. Yeah. Eddie Rosario, Duvall, Darno. You know, we're just seeing guys who are just like, who are these people coming up with these hits? Every team seems to have one or two. The Braves have like six of them, which has been kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Usually, you rely on your big, your big bats. Atlanta doesn't have as many big bats. Freddie Freeman, you know, Austin Riley this year. You know, otherwise it's been these unsung heroes. John mm. Peterson, you know, guys who are like, this this guy. Yeah. You got that feel like this guy could just be that, that hero, that Chavez Ishikawa. Yeah. You know, you were like, where, you know, he yeah. hasn't done much, but he's going to have that one or two hits. So you're like, this guy, and he changes his whole life, his career, in a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the, the Braves, like you said, have a team of that. Uh, while the Astros at this point really have a team of proven postseason guys, you got Altuve's what second on the postseason home run uh, list now uh, with 23 or something like that. Correa has proven his heroics in the postseason. Uh, while Bregman has in the past been a hero, he's been slow actually. I think the last few postseasons, you know. So the the Astros are like the team here that's like we'll just try to avoid these few guys and you might be all right. Where the Braves. It, really come from any bat at any time and you just don't know when, where, how, yeah. you know, it's, and it, look at a guy like Eddie Rosario, who, who has just been one absolutely of the best, one of the best hitters I've ever seen in the postseason right now. Yeah. It's, he's, it's, he's, un, it's, he's unstoppable. It's insane. It's, it's incredible, but the Braves, they, they, they just got something about them that just doesn't seem like they're going to go away. I mean, and then you get the Astros, like you said, they have veteran. They've been there. Jesse Baker's been there. Mm-hmm. Everyone has been there. When you look, they have, the record after game five, four players, Altuve, Correa, Guriel, and Bregman had the most games played as a four-peat or a four-person four whatever group. Yeah, like a little Most squad. postseason games played together. They passed Jeter and Tino and O'Neal and those guys. Mm. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, they've been so, here before. Well, the Braves have guys, I don't know, Freeman's got some playoff games. 
Yeah. Darno has been to the World Series. Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson. Yeah, it's kind of that's it. Yeah, it's not not as many. Yeah. So even Sinekur, you know, he's been around coaching, but not really the head coach, especially, and then been you know the manager of a World Series team. You know, it, it's exciting. It's like I said, you got a little bit of every type of baseball, a little bit of every type of storyline, and a little bit of two teams. Powerhouse versus, you know, comeback kids or, you yep. know, the supposed underdogs. to be powerhouse mm-hmm. who were, yeah, beaten, beaten into the ground. And then, you know, Undertaker risen up again. Yeah. Stand up and all of a sudden they're like, here we are with seven different band-aids and it's all working. Yeah. You're missing just so many guys. You feel like somebody that got better. Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. You know so, what I mean? It's like, um, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so I think game six, I think the, I think that the Braves take game six. I think you're looking at five to four, five to three. Braves yeah. take it. Braves score two early. As they usually do. Astros score a run in the second, and then it goes away. Sixth, seventh inning comes in. Astros bullpen's not as strong there. Atlanta piles another one or two on. Astros maybe get one home run late. Correa maybe last ditch it. Ditch, you know, Houston Astro, heroic. Hits a solo home run. Cuts it down to five four. Atlanta's bullpen just goes nuts. Matzik yep. and, and the fellas, Will Smith, just closes it out and there's a party in Atlanta. Yep. And Dusty's gotta have to wait again. Yeah, unfortunately. Maybe for another him. organization to try it off with. Yeah. Um and the Mets would be a great one. Oh the my Mets god. Are smart. Yeah, that's but, a that's a franchise that needs him. <laughs> yeah. Needs him more than anything in the world. Yeah. So but game six I think is gonna be a good one. Yeah, I think the Braves take it. I think that uh, the mountain to climb for the Astros is pretty high. It's a pretty steep ask. And I think that the Braves, I think the Braves season maybe, because like you said, game six, whoever forces game seven usually has that that edge. Um, I think it all kind of rests on the shoulders of Max Fried's performance, because if he puts in a performance like he has, it's not going to be good for them. But if he puts in a performance like he did coming down the wire, like post uh, All Star Game, Max Freed, I think that you like your chances of getting a ring. Yeah, really. Uh, Max Freed could go eight innings. Yeah. Will he? No. Well, he could, but I don't think he will. Mm. I think if Max Freed gives them five innings, the Royals approach. Mm-hmm. He gives us five, maybe six innings. This game's over. Yeah, I think That's you're how right. good the Braves bullpen's been, and the late heroics. Well, Houston's bullpen's kind of been. Their pitching altogether has not been that great. No. Hasn't so, been bad, but it hasn't been it's not this series hasn't been bad for sure. Earlier in the postseason it was bad. Boston, yeah. I mean, record breaking bad. We're really we're game six is really lining up to be memorable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got that it's got that feel like game six could be the one that's you know, each series has that game. What do you remember from the series? Mm-hmm. Has, you know, all game three, game four, game one, game two, game seven, 2011, game six. You know, it, what do you remember in that series? You don't remember game five or even seven that much. Mm-hmm. It was game six. Right. That's what we might get here. Where game six might be the one where you really remember it. Something's going to happen. There's a big play. There's a home run. A robbed home run. Diving in the crowd. Uh, throwing a guy out to play at the end of the game. Something. Pitching. Max Fried goes eight innings. Mm-hmm. Something. Yeah, game sixes uh, sometimes tend to be the more the more memorable um, games. Like look at twenty eleven with David Freeze. Um, you have the nineteen eighty six Miracle Mets uh, 
you know, with Bill Buckner as a game six. I don't remember much from game seven. Uh, you know, I believe it was, um, it was Carlton Fisk game six of the, of that world series, the 75 world series. Uh, I mean, you, you know, the list Probably goes on. I think it was game six too. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow night. So not that game seven isn't uh, memorable in its own right, but game six sometimes has that, that penultimate feel to it that like it, the do or die feel just like a game seven. And, and sometimes game six does provide the drama. So, um, like you said, it, it, it could be the memorable game of the series. We'll see. And we haven't seen an extra in a game in this World Series. That's true. Usually you do see at least one. So we'll see. And that would play into Atlanta's hands, even though Ash was at home, one swing could win it. Atlanta's bullpen is better. So that would play, I think, would play more in a, the Braves' hands. They could take it to extra innings. I agree. Just outlast them. Yeah, I agree. You have a especially, guy like... Uh, especially Atlanta has to... I mean, uh, Houston had to play yesterday, like like Game 7. Mm-hmm. Right, all right. All hands on deck. They got to play Game 6, obviously, all hands on deck. And then now, you still got to have a small think of Game 7. While Atlanta can be like, hey, we didn't have to do that, so we don't have to stress everybody out. Right. Look at, you know, uh, Graveman. Pitched, what, 38 pitches yesterday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had to go all out. So that would play into effect, too. Right, right. And, and then Houston's uh, starting pitching not being great early in the postseason. While Atlanta was able to eat innings and save that bullpen and save those guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Astros starting pitching hasn't been quite up to the task like the Braves. You know, the Braves bullpen has. Not that they've been bad. Again, they've actually, you know, overall the Astros pitching has been pretty good. But... You know, that bullpen's got to be taxed for a bullpen that's not really... I mean, granted, the Braves' bullpen really coming in wasn't anything either. But uh, the Astros' bullpen really hasn't been anything up to this point at all. So. And the Braves figured out a 6 7 eight, 9 or 7 eight, 9 They got mm. the recipe, and they, they're going to it. And it has been working. Right. Remarkably. Mm-hmm. Matzik, you know, Minter, Will Smith, you know, those, these Chris Martin. Mm-hmm. These guys have been... It's, it's been working. It's been working. Which yeah. is, I mean, it's textbook. Yeah, and it's like you said, Max Free gives you five as long as it's not five innings, six earned or something like that. You like your shot, you know? Yeah, so it's going to be, uh, it's exactly what you want out of a World Series. And there's no, you know, I don't think there's really much of a favorite nah. in Game 6. Or if there is a Game 7, I don't know if there's really much of a favorite. We all got this team really kind of um, feel like you, you feel like they got to take it. Mm. You don't have that right now. Right. It could go either way. If you're the Astros, you still like your chances because you just got to win two at home. Which and you're better. Th- yeah. Break it down on paper right now, the Astros are better. That's true. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's just how it is. But paper, for any Mets fans out there, only get you in the headlines. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It's been a great series. A lot of historic stuff. Yeah. Uh, pinch hit home runs and back-to-back home runs and pitchers get hits and pinch hitting and the last that was actually the last time you're going to see a pitcher hit yep mm-hmm. I, I mean I well you never say never but I mean I, I think that's all but you know if we ever get a CBA it might be the last time you ever see anyone hit yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's all but you know written in stone there so it's remarkable we're seeing really um, some great baseball here leading into possibly a non- Fun time for baseball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some nasty CBA talks, and Oakland has their issues, and Tampa Bay Rays have their issues. 
So we're dealing, you know, this could be the last little fun here we have before maybe, uh, you know, a dark, dark days, dark two months or so, uh, of baseball. So, um, enjoy it. Um, agreed. And, um, it's shaping up to be one of those instant classics. Agreed. Yeah. So we'll see what happens come when this goes live on Wednesday. Are we looking at more one final game of baseball or when this goes up is baseball over now? Yeah. So we'll see. Parade scheduled. Yeah, exactly. And and then we just have to look forward to the CBA, which could be a complete nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, going to the last little bit we got here is that's a trivia question. And since we hit the Cena pinch hit home run, wanted to go with who was the first player to hit a pinch hit home run in World Series history? And that answer is on October 2nd, 1947, Yankees catcher Yogi Berra pinched hit in the seventh inning against the Brooklyn Dodgers, Ralph Branca. Hit a solo home run, one out in the seventh inning. Which will be the first pinch hit home run in World Series history for MLB. And that was after 252 World Series games. Yeah, and to that point, I don't even, was there even a championship series yet? Or was it just best team AL, best team NL World Series? And he just went, yep. Yeah. And this was yeah. young Yogi Berra. He wasn't even the full-time catcher then. He pinched hit for the other catcher of the game. Um, I don't have his name here. And uh, kind of solidified maybe his, his spot there with that pinch hit home run. The second being Johnny Mize, who's the second one, October 3rd, 1952. Mm. He was the second player to hit a pinch hit home run in the World Series. So I thought that was kind of fitting since we had Jorge Soler pinch hit, hit a home run. It was just uh, kind of fitting. Yeah, who was the first to do it, you know? Yeah, and it wasn't like, uh, oh, it was, you know, 1904. Yeah, that was my, my first. Pockets Johnson, you know, smacked one over the fence. Over yeah. the train that was in center field somehow. Yeah, Ray Shock did it. No, 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 no. Ray Shock didn't do that. No, I don't think so. That was my first, when when you asked the question, I was like, is it someone I can guess? Like, is it, like you said, like High Pockets Johnson or Two Shoes Larry or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? Uh, <laughs> So, thankfully, it wasn't them. That's a Yogi Barris. Like, it just sounds like a Yogi Barris stat. Like, yeah, he was the first one. Yeah, slime or, sidearm slinging Sammy or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've had some good names on this podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, it wasn't uh, It wasn't quite, um, you know, front, front flipping Freddy or something. <laughs> so, uh, first pinch hit home run in World Series history belongs to Yogi Berra on October 2nd, 1947. Very cool. Like I said, that's a very Yogi Berra stat. And really, when you think about, uh, like, a stat like that, like first to do something in a World Series or playoffs, you got to go to the Yankees immediately, because back in the day they were just there every year. It seemed well, like them and Dodgers, like right against the Brooklyn Dodgers. So yeah, well there you go. Yeah, but no, that's a good trivia question. Thankfully, it didn't go too far back because some you, you could. There's a whole book of trivia I'm sure you could do pre 1900s that no one's ever even heard of some of the guys. You know, so yeah, you know you could really baseball is really a sport where you could just dig into the trivia and the history and you could history find three ages. Yeah. And none of them are the same. No. Nor close. No. Mm-mm. And we have, might have a fourth age coming. That's new CBA. I was kind of thinking that, you know, kind of an end of an era by the time this podcast goes live, maybe. Yeah, the fourth, fourth era kind of coming up with um, possibly relocating of teams, adding teams, a new CBA, a new way to style, style you know, the game, style of players, the way they come through the organization again. Different rules, obviously. Um, so, you know, we're in it in a, maybe a... Um, you know, an overlay here of eras. Yeah. The passing of the torch kind of, um, you know, for sports fans, you know, the Jordan to the next guy. And, right, um, right. Baseball, it was, you know, Jeter to Trout, you know, that, that kind of idea of passing. I think we're getting, we're doing that right now in, in just the game of baseball in general. 
Yeah, and hopefully it's a baseball renaissance and not a baseball... Dark Ages. Yeah, that's what we don't want. The Deadpool um, era. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I don't think it definitely won't be anything like that, but I hope that uh, they can pull some things together, the players and the owners that bring life, more life into baseball. I mean, we love baseball anyway, but... Because baseball is growing, 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 growing. I mm-hmm. think they said it was up 17.8% this World Series. Yep. Over the last two World Series, I believe. Which is surprising because it's not two teams you immediately, you know casual fans immediately run to it's not like a yankees dodgers world series or a dodgers red sox world series or something like yeah, that you, it's... you have a you have a, a an enemy public enemy number one mm-hmm. versus an organization as fans that run everywhere oh yeah atlanta yeah. Braves have fans everywhere so you know makes a little bit of sense but the game is growing beyond maybe some regular season st- stats and standings and people in the crowd this year we've seen some empty stadiums um Overall, the game is growing, I think. Um, and the, the 18 to 49 market, I believe, was up 13% this World Series. See, that's good. You want the young... That's their main... That's their that's their main. general population. And I believe from from there, it was 50, 50, 55 plus or so was up a couple percentage. So the game is, is maybe back on track, um, even though some other stats don't look so good. Push comes to shove. Playoff baseball's here. And baseball's getting played the right way or close to the right way, or, you know, exciting way, people are going to watch it. Yep. You get teams who are just going to sit there and, you know, swat at butterflies, you know, like some other teams we've seen, you know, you don't really, you're not going to, it's not exciting, it's not fun. It's it's like, what am I watching? I can, you know, go stare at the wall. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I, I don't like that. On. Yeah. That's, that's what always gets me with the playoff baseball. That's what football on. Mm-hmm. And primetime football. And basketball back. And hockey back. And, and racing. Uh, NASCAR with their with their playoffs uh, championships this weekend, the baseball could still be up seventeen eight point eight percent or whatever exactly it was, which which is good. So I think we're in the right spot. I think we just need we're we're going in the right direction in some cases. We're going in the wrong directions in others. But you know if you want to have a general curve, we're upward, but we're getting kind of flat line right now because yeah. of the CBA. Right. The right. CBA can take it ninety four. Yeah. Where the baseball was dead, mm-hmm. it was done, it was left left for dead. Until McGuire decided to come up and start hitting mashing balls, um, we could be in that era. Babe Ruth back, Black Sox scandal, left for dead, and when and World War One being there and guys having to kind of be gone and World War Two mm-hmm. obviously coming, um, which no one knew. But um, you know, baseball kind of left for dead then, and him saving it. Yep. So um, we could be seeing that, or we could be seeing this little flat line right now, and then another growth. Yeah, it so. kind of relies on if the CBA becomes a problem and there's a lockout or not. Um, if there's no problem, then the most casual fans won't even know. And, uh, you know, the hardcore fans will be in kind of in it in the negotiation and see what, what changes. But casual fans are third-party fans that kind of just go in and out of baseball that like all sports that just kind of check their team and blah, blah, blah. You know, they're, they're not going to be as in it. So uh, we shall see where baseball goes from here. It could be a new era, but... Yeah. It's all good stuff, hopefully, and it's good to see that the game is growing, especially on the younger market, because a lot of baseball people in the know uh, worry about baseball's um, appeal to younger audiences. So the fact that maybe, um, you know, kids are playing it when they're younger, so they like it when they're 18, 19, 20, and and up, that's always a good sign. So got to like what you see there, and, and hopefully with the new CBA, you bring more people in, and it just keeps going. Yeah, and uh, with a new CBA, too, that changes. Um, free agency changes. 
guys aren't afraid to sign the deals. They're not worried about the CBA. They're not worried about where they're going to go, where they're going to be locked out at, or where they're going to be striking, striking down at. That changes too. So a CBA deal, uh, pen to paper, I guess you could say, you know, for the next five, six, seven, eight, ten years, whatever the CBA deals are, usually longer, could really be uh, another boost to what baseball's trying to get onto. As long as they don't, you know, Manfred it up. Yeah, well. You know, take first base away or, you know, allowed to use a bat. You know, use your hand. <laughs> yeah. The ball, you know, something stupid, you know, because he's always coming up with great ideas. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're right here in the World Series. Exciting, exciting to see this last uh, last game, possibly game game seven, which is you know the greatest words in in, in sports. So, all fighting for um, what we always have a good quote. Um, our our good commissioner gave us a couple years ago. They're fighting for, I believe, the word was that piece of metal, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, it's just a piece of metal. So that's what they're fighting for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just that symbol that means nothing. No. And all no. the hard work and time and effort and money that went in. No. No, just a piece of metal. <laughs> so, uh, that's our commissioner. So, as long as he's not involved in the CBA, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but, with that, we'll kind of you know, wait and see what happens here. By the time this goes up, we'll have maybe an answer. So, uh, there's that. And that's kind of all I was planning on for the episode. Just some news and just a general World Series update. So, I don't know what else you got as far as final notes, but... No, that's it. Giants football-wise play tonight. Play against that team from Kansas City. Um, <laughs> Raiders had a bye week this week, and they're the number one seed in the AFC West, and they are, I guess, half a game out of the number one seed in the whole AFC, so that was a good bye week for the Raiders. Um, then they play the fighting Mikes over here, the Giants, next uh, week. Great. So, it's your football update. Basketball's going. Hockey's going. Hockey had a little blip the other day with some organizational... Oh, yeah. Allegations. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that because that's not what we do, um, but something to read into. Um, NASCAR coming to the championship this weekend. Yep. Four-man driver, you know, four-man uh, championship. So, that's exciting as well. So, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen here, but uh, sports the sports world is kind of buzzing around a little bit of everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Got to love it. Uh, hopefully, you know, we get as much baseball as we can. We get two more games instead of just one. So, we'll see. Uh, but that's kind of it. So, if that's all you got, too, I guess we'll wrap it up here. That's it. That's it. World Series Game 6. Here we come. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, you can catch us on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at fdubs 10 you can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.